0: My advice to somebody to be is like, get up here. Like if you're bored doing the same thing that you're doing, like you have one life and you don't want to just spend it. Like I was referencing you to a house. Like you don't buy a house and never leave your living room. You got to go check out the kitchen. You got to check out your front yard. You go check this. Like your house is the world. You can't just stay in one spot. I mean, if you're comfortable, do you? Awesome. But man, there's so much more experience out there. It's a lot more, a lot more.
1: This is The Seasonals Podcast, a show where we talk to people living the seasonal lifestyle. And we take an in-depth look at the decision points they've encountered along the way. I'm here today with Craig Cosby. Hey, Craig.
0: Hey, how's it going, man?
1: Wonderful. Uh, I'm really excited to have you on today because uh, you... see Seasonal life, a lot of people, um, their main takeaway is, oh, well, you know, you can't make a lot of money being a seasonal... Or, you know, a seasonal worker really isn't worried about the financial side. They're just, they're looking for this dream, they're following some passion, and they're not thinking about the money side. And I had a conversation with one of my old, old friends on the phone the other day. And he's, he kind of, he kind of said that to me. He's like, you know, on the podcast, you're not exactly talking about the the financial side as much. Sometimes you do, but sometimes you don't, and that's it is a big concern for people outside of seasonal living. Um, even if it's not maybe inside, and but you stack cash better than almost anybody on the island. I I'm, I'm very confident in saying better than anybody thank on the you, island. Thank you. And <clears throat> so where where have you worked? Uh, this is this is your second summer up here.
0: This is my third summer. Third summer. Third okay. summer up here.
1: And uh, what has been your job? Um, while you've been up here
0: a uh, job has been uh, serving and bartending mainly um, I've done a couple little side jobs but those are gonna be my main ones uh, those are the money makers I'm comfortable with it been doing it for a while those those are my favorites um, I've done several different restaurants here, but I stick with a certain two good crew, good owner, good management
1: I have fun there It's a big old adult summer camp <laughs> yeah for sure and so what um What are some of the numbers like? Because I know the story I tell everyone is yeah, at the end of the summer last year, uh, Craig left the island with 36 grand in his pocket.
0: Yes, yes. Um, Every year I make a record, I make a book of it, Um, not only for myself, but in case, I mean, big old Uncle Sam, never know. Um, But yes, I keep track. I could tell you three years ago what I made on this day. Day, night, or whatnot. Um, I had a record this year. My first year was record was 30,000. Uh, I made that record in about four and a half months. And again, I'm not talking like it's easy by any means i mean you do you are pulling doubles you are dealing with uh the the daytime of tourists and then the the nighttime of your your fishermen your people that are actually here staying for a little while on family trips uh construction trips and all those goodies um this year was again my record breaking one which is at forty two thousand this year um beat that about that was about a little less than a month ago i got that one and uh yeah it's uh (laughs) it's not easy. It's not like, it's funny. Like when you're money motivated and you're wanting, you have a, your mindset on something like a goal of, uh, just like, Hey, like, I don't want to work on my life. Like, sure. I do enjoy what I'm doing. But when you have that goal, it makes things a little bit easier. It's not that light at the end of
1: the tunnel type of type of thing. Yeah. And you got $42,000 at the end of the summer. And and that's, that's not, that's what you have in the bank. That's.
0: Yep, that's, know, not
1: everything you're spending and all that stuff. And
0: again, I do stuff a little bit different than a lot of people do. Um, I do uh, meal prep. That's one big thing. I mean, I can't eat out. I'm sure I work at restaurants a lot, but you eat out at a restaurant a lot. You know, I don't feel the greatest when I eat out at restaurants a lot. I mean, my stomach's different than everybody has their different... They're different stuff, but, uh, I'll do meal prep at the beginning of the day. So that actually saves a lot of money here. I mean, Alaska, people think food and stuff like that is really expensive It's Two, $3 more, not much more than the States, but, uh, little things like that, uh, little side jobs, a little, Hey, you hear of a wedding. Hey, I want in on that wedding. Um, you get to call into a night of work that you were supposed to work six hours. You're going to work two, three hours and they're going to pay you just as much. And you're going to have a great, great time. Um, so there's all kinds of little, uh, things that influence like the fluctuation of the money flow. I mean, uh, some people work single jobs during the day. That's the money maker when the ships are in. Um, some people work doubles. Um, doubles is I get about a 30-minute break, if I'm lucky, between jobs. Um, open one at 9 a.m., close the other at 11, sometimes midnight. Um, and again, some people are like, well, I don't know how you do it. Don't know how you do it. How do you have time for play? um well you got to make that time and this year I was kind of slacking on that and that's why I'm actually staying here this winter because I didn't get to enjoy Alaska to the fullest this year so um that's one of, one of the reasons I'm staying here this winter I, I came here to basically work and play adult summer camp make money have fun make friends new experiences so like the hustle the hustle was strong this year it definitely was
1: yeah I know I I saw you very little this summer, knowing like what your story and what you do. It's like when you came in, seen everybody else, I know what they're doing the during the day. They're out on the water. They're having a blast, whatever. I'll get to them. Craig walks in. It's like, no, he wants that tequila and soda. Let's get it for him. Let's <laughs> let's give him something to feel good about after his yes, double, you know? Yes.
0: Good bartender. knows my drink. That's good. That's good. <laughs> That's good. That's good. But yes, I mean, at the end of the day, you do. You have to have that, that wind down. I mean, there's all kinds of stuff that you try to leave at the door, but it doesn't happen. I mean, sure, your family's far away. They could be having issues, too. Your friends here could be having issues. Those guests are those people that want to connect with you that come off those boats. Like, it's one way to, like, people ask, like, hey, I work the same exact shifts as you. How much I'm not, how come I'm not making that same exact money as you? You got to realize these people are on the boat with their family for 10, 15 days. Who knows? I don't know how, actually, how long, like, you have sure you have fun with your family but of course when you're sitting down at the table you want to hear about somebody else you want to be like hey are you from here are you from Alaska no I'm from Oregon and they instantly give you that face like all right well let's hear your story and you're like just to start to start traveling no babies no puppies let's do this and they're like that's crazy you're telling me that I can do that like the look on their face is like yeah so you get that little spark on them I mean they're they're on vacation they're having fun I mean when I'm on vacation and I have a good bartender good server or anything man I'm throwing them some cash like i'm like hey you showed me a good time you told me what to go see you told me what to avoid you told me where to like how to maneuver around tourists like it's 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 like my little giggle at the end one of my favorites is literally at creek street trying to get through creek street just point at the water and yell whale and everybody goes to one side and you get to walk straight through it (laughs) one of my favorite ever and i always tell people to try it and they'll come back to my bar and be like that was the funniest thing i've ever done like see and it's like those little guest connections that get you that extra 10 15 dollars and you might think hey that's 10 15 dollars well guess what it's 30 40 guests in one day like boom that's two three hundred dollars four hundred dollars still and counting because you made their day. They're on vacation. They want to have a good time.
1: So when you meal prep, what is your, what's that look like? What's the strategy there? Meal
0: prep, uh, I'm officially burned out on quinoa.
1: Um, I thought I would <laughs> really, really like it.
0: Um, but I um, mean, it's things like, uh, I mean, I'm not going to go buy something that I can catch right out there. I mean, some people don't like the pinks. They don't think it's good. Well, I can go out there and snag four pinks, and I can make that pink salmon taste like a teriyaki bento, Um, changing it up, making some salmon cakes, making some uh, salmon crab mac and cheese, just some random stuff that you don't get bored with. But like I said, I got a little bit bored with it towards the end of the season. Never thought I'd get bored of uh, quinoa and vegetables and things like that. But um, also, being here in Alaska, you have a limited supply of certain things. So, I mean, um, if you have something that's a favorite at the store, you better... Buy it out, or it's gone. But uh, uh, lots of vegetables, uh, lots of rice, lots of quinoa, lots of uh, breakfast prep. Um, One of my good friends taught me. Oh man, I forgot what it's called. It's overnight oats. Overnight oats. You ever heard of that? It's just like you soak an almond milk, a whole bunch of oatmeal and fruits, and you put them in a jar let it soak overnight. And you just keep. You can soak them for as long as you want. And they're just like cool little breakfast things. Add a little cinnamon. Add a little sugar. I mean, you figure that... Is it kind of
1: just like porridge at that point? Kind of, yeah. Kind of,
0: yeah. And it's uh, it's cheap. I mean, you go to Sweet Mermaids, pay 12 bucks for a burrito. Cool. That's a really good burrito. Don't get me wrong, but I just... Oh, they flat
1: mermaids. Are, oh, the quesadillas are incredible. So
0: good. But... You're spending that every day.
1: Yeah, and, so, and I was. Yeah, you know, yeah. you
0: do. And you're thinking like, and I keep track of that stuff. I keep track of my food, my rent, my electricity, my, all right, when I don't have too many tequila sodas, I try to keep track of how many I have that night just to see what it is. But you keep track of that kind of stuff and you realize like, hey, like I'm spending this money on this right here when I can go out pregame a little bit, come back. And then go eat at my house, not at a restaurant. And boom, inside all extra saving, keep saving, keep saving. It's that saving mentality's been up all, all year long. But uh, and of course, sometimes you won't. You'll get lazy, and the meal prep kind of slacks down. I mean, working doubles, and you have. I had two days off, two full days off, and one is cleaning, laundry, meal prep, and the other one's trying to do something outside because we're in paradise. So
1: right you gotta enjoy the sun and it was sunny this summer oh
0: it was beautiful this summer absolutely beautiful
1: brought the bike up way too late (laughs) so you you brought your motorcycle up but you also have a camper Mm -hmm. and a truck Yep. what's the plan with that stuff
0: so the plan with that i'm actually already set in stone um a few days ago i moved out to the property um i was like hey i'm not gonna the apartment I paid, I was paying almost a thousand bucks for an apartment I was never in this season. And so I'm like, why don't I just go back to Oregon? Um, my storage unit almost caught on fire, grabbed all my stuff and I got a truck and a camper on the way with the idea of uh, watching people's property this winter. Um, a lot of people have, um, squatters apparently that were happening the past few seasons I'd heard about. So I made a little Facebook post on some Facebook pages about me watching your pets, your property, your plants, or whatever. And I got, I'm still getting hits to this day. Um, I'm actually trying to talk into more friends doing it because I'm set up for the whole winter. No rent, no electricity. Um, no I don't have to pay for water. These people are paying me to stay at their house and watch their beautiful property that's out. And, oh, man, it's it's so quiet and so awesome out there. Um, I'm, I'm very stoked to be out there. And this is, like I said, this is my catch-up time for this season. I didn't get to enjoy Alaska as much as I... Have the past couple of years, so um, staying up there, and I'm only working two to three days a week, watching people's dogs, playing with puppies, taking them on walks. Like I'm gonna, I might have a great winter. <laughs> yeah, that sounds. <laughs> so that, that, that sounds was wonderful. the plan, man. Um, I mean, people pay me to live on their property, and again, it's all about that. Like I'm on right now, crying in your 30s, rest in your 40s. I don't know what kind of idea I going to come up with. I don't know. Um, whether it be restaurants, seasonal living, something like that. Like, that's again what this winter is all about is me resting my head and hitting the grindstone, but not as grindstone as my summer, the summer hustle.
1: We know a lot of seasonals uh, around town and we're in that lifestyle. What advice would you give somebody who is maybe looking at it and thinking, oh, that might be for me? Or, you know, what they're doing right now back home is not fulfilling them. Uh, what would you say to them to kind of give them a little more courage or you know, some advice that would make them maybe take the leap?
0: Man, this place has a healing type of bliss that is kind of hard for me to even explain. Uh, when I came up here, my head wasn't in the right place. I kind of got this place thrown up here. Um, so I have friends that are finally now asking me, like, hey, we're seeing you. Like, this extra glow about you. You're having a great time. Um, my little brother's coming up for the first time uh, next season. And my advice to him was like, man, if you like the outdoors, you like to have fun, you like to meet people from all around the world, do it. I get, there's nothing like, of course this, this isn't everybody's cup of tea. Some people don't like the rain. There's some people don't like, um, all the tourists. Some people don't like like this many people. Uh, but if you're a people person, you're an outdoors person, um, my advice you come here is it's, it's like got to come and experience it. Like anybody can tell you, Hey, this is how I felt when I come here. This is, this is what it did to me. This is what it did to me. And of course kind of like all of them are kind of along the same guidelines, but everybody's their own person. So I could tell you that I have a great time up here and I love to go get hiking and get lost all the time and experience everything. And you come here and be like, it's cold, it's rainy. I'm not a fan. Everybody's different. But the thing is I come here, I've met people here that i've known for less than a year that i can honestly say that i've became closer friends with and opened up more with than some people that i knew went to middle school with high school with like they're just you meet people that are have the same interests in you um you meet there's just all kinds of just varieties of things to do experiences like everybody thinks you're just on this little rock no we're surrounded by thousands of these little rocks all over the place. And there's new people and new cabins and new trails and big on the trails, man. It's, it's wonderful. Get lost on those trails. And my motto is always get lost. Don't, don't die, <laughs> but get lost. You have that little freak out and we were like, oh, wow. I thought we came this way, but, uh, it's, it's heartwarming. So my advice to somebody to be is like, get up here. Like if you're bored doing the same thing that you're doing, like you have one life I mean, you don't want to just spend it like I was referencing you to a house like you don't buy a house and never leave your living room. You got to go check out the kitchen. You got to check out your front yard. You go check this. Like your house is the world. You can't just stay in one spot. I mean, if you're comfortable, do you? Awesome. But man, there's so much more experience out there. It's a lot more, a lot more.
1: And where else have you done seasonal work?
0: Um, I did uh, Hilo, Hawaii. Um, I've done California and Alaska so those are like my main ones um I was that guy that was comfortable in my house like not leaving my little town until the, this got brought up to me and it sparked me and I've been traveling ever since so those are the main places that I've done my seasonal work at um I did a, a little wanted to go work along the way did a little van trip across across the United States last winter that was pretty epic and uh, wanted to work along the way but uh it's too much fun relaxing and traveling and hiking all over the place. I'm like, yeah, I don't want to work right now.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's, it's easy to just go, uh, yeah, maybe not. <laughs> yeah,
0: definitely, definitely. But those have been my seasonal spots. There's more to come. Um, I'd really like to experience more of Alaska. Um, even thinking about doing a little bit out of this winter, checking out Homer, checking out maybe doing a milk run. I don't know. So, uh, this is my only part that I've seen of
1: Alaska, and I'd like to witness a lot more of it. If there's a person thinking about Hawaii, to me, Hawaii is sort of... Uh, harder place to do seasonal work. There's the cost, there's breaking into it is definitely harder than here in Ketchikan, Alaska. And I've even heard that, you know, kind of the social scene is a little harder to break into. What were your feelings about it? And also what were some strategies that you used that you think really worked and might work for the next person?
0: Uh, Going into it, um, knowing somebody, I mean, I knew one person and she was a seasonal that I'd met here. So that actually worked out quite well um, facebook man i um, mean it's weird and corny as it sounds like uh i like social media i'm like i like to put it away sometimes as well but you going in blind is half of the thrill like you go in and you're gonna i stayed at a hostel in kona um and met some people there and they the ones that got me my bartending job my um some other little jobs on the side And of course my one of my really good friends uh that was in hawaii at the same time too, set it up on the Hilo side like no other Um, it's always scary when you first go, but just get your feet to the ground. Um, it is this meeting people. I mean, I didn't get to experience other islands, but I was supposed to go to Kauai and last minute changed the ticket to the big island because I heard it was more lax, more my scene from somebody that knew me pretty well. And uh, it was. It was beneficial. So, like, if you were to go to some other busy island, it is hard. Like, just me as a bartender being a white dude, it was so hard to get a bartending job. Um, you don't want to go to Jamaica and be in the middle of an island meet some dude from one and be like, hey, man, what do you want to drink? Like, No, you want somebody from Jamaica that's going to be making you a Jamaican drink. So, like, it was it was that part was hard. Getting set into a job, um, I've managed restaurants and literally had to host for two months just to prove myself. And they were finally... This girl kept on calling out, and they were like, "All right, you want to try to bartend? Do you know how to bartend?" And I'm like, "Oh my god,
1: <laughs> do I <laughs> do you know, know it? how to like, Just
0: throw me behind that bar. Just give me, just throw me behind there, and we'll see throw what happens. Throw me the
1: rock, and, watch what I do. And with it, it. it
0: got me the job. Um, I ended up assistant manager of that bar. It was super cool, but like socially, it is hard. You just got to go out. I'm not saying go out to bars. Go out to the beach, and if there's somebody sitting next to you that's not reading a book and just staring at the ocean, talk to them. Like, hey, like I'm not from here. What's something cool to do? um some people the locals um, like on the big island i was at love that they're like hey you need to go to here you need to check out this there's uncle roberts other islands i've heard they're not that kind so i mean it's a lot of feeling out and that's that's certainly the hardest part is feeling it out like you don't know if somebody's gonna be like yeah get out of here you're just how you you're not from here go back to where you're from and that does happen but i mean it's just feel it out you always got to feel it out do your research um people think that like buying books and stuff like that like reading about the culture and stuff that won't get you in it does get you in so people talk about like pele some goddess or this you have that little bit like all right i did read about her i heard about her doing this this thing that's your connection that person like do we just become best friends and now you're going on the beach you're hanging out and that person is going to introduce you to more people and that's that's your in that's your in it's just feeling out everything don't jump guns just feel out stuff that's that's my main um word of advice is feeling it
1: out be friendly be adaptable yes oh yes be ready for anything oh yes
0: i mean if somebody says hey like hey you want to go diving with some sharks like you say no they're gonna be like all right cool like but am not gonna talk to you you're not adventurous sure it sounds scary think i want to go diving with sharks at the first time no you go do it and you're like that was awesome. When are we doing that again? (laughs) Right. And then
1: you tell everybody back home. Oh yeah. Mom loves those stories. (laughs) (laughs) Here this summer, uh, you worked like six doubles a week. You were nose to the grindstone the whole time for, for a schedule like that. I have to imagine you have a morning routine. What does it look like?
0: Morning routine, wake up an hour and a half early, make my coffee, blast good music always blast good music um i I can't remember the book but i read the first 30 minutes of your day is uh is like scales out your whole day you wake up pissed off oh i gotta go to work oh i got this double oh i gotta work with this person again your whole day is gonna be like that guess what i wake up I, I blast some revolution blast some reggae whatever whatever i feel like some robot music doesn't matter i I never gotten complaints from my neighbors, but I blast out music. That's my morning routine is loud music, good coffee, making a good breakfast, and having that extra, like, I'm a dude, I don't need to wake up an hour and a half early, but guess what? That 30 minutes of just kicking back, looking out your window, being like, all right, I'm gonna make this day my little bitch. And that's what it is. That's every single day. Get my meal prep ready, get my coffee ready, put on my headphones, walk to work, walk slow to work, no rush um and if somebody is sitting there like trying to take a picture like whatnot like help them out with that picture the tourists love that stuff and the cool thing is that person that you just helped out take that picture you're like hey i work at this bar come say hi guess what those people are going to come say hi to you you're going to share more experiences probably going to give you some cash
1: yep you already have a good experience <laughs> and it's, and it's walking a good experience. in
0: experience and i'm not saying that my whole mind's like trying to trap these people and be like oh i'm going to say hi to all these people and make them come to the bar now but uh yeah morning routine man like hour and a half early Get everything set and loud, good, soothing music. Like that is, that's that's always been my key. And again, everybody's different, but that's what worked for me. And this is the most I've worked um, in a very, very long time doing all these doubles. And uh, it worked for me. It did. Um, So, I mean, I wouldn't be preaching it if I didn't think it worked. But good sound system, good music, good coffee, good food in the morning. Pow! it's good
1: (laughs) so part of your complete (laughs) breakfast
0: (laughs) that's right that's right
1: (laughs) so you talk about the world is your house uh you know traveling you go to your living room you go to your kitchen all that but you told me earlier you'd never been outside the country i have not so you're living in a ranch style house uh, when you've got multiple stories above you there you go where do you want to go and where do you think you're going to go soon
0: so, um, I think I'm going to go, um, looking at, uh, Columbia possibly this winter. Um, uh, I've been to, I've been to Canada, but in my opinion, it doesn't really count. Sorry, no offense, but like, I had a great time hiking there. I had a good time, but, um, um, as for like a bucket list country, man, I'm a sucker for waterfalls and sunsets. So it would have to be like, I've heard of places and whatnot, but I don't have like a set, set answer for you. Um, uh, South, South America is like, uh on the list for this winter and that's kind of um uh just got that kind of thrown at me and i was kind of denying it for the fact of being i don't know if it was scared or whatnot but just like i need to practice when i'm preach. i'm scared like i'm like i've never been out of the country i don't know where i'm going but guess what right when i do it
1: shark diving's out out there BFC? you got to jump there into it there it, it is
0: right when you do it then you're gonna be like why was i being a little scared why was i why was i doing that but uh that's the, that's the plan this uh, that's the plan this winter've I've visited all my home state um, I've been everywhere but like the upper East Coast and so I'm like man you do need to start traveling you need to try other other uh, uh, other countries other um, I mean doesn't have to be bougie by any means I like I don't like big cities so um, I as for a list of places to go I, I gotta think on that man like there's a lot a lot as long as they have some beautiful waterfalls beautiful sunsets rainforests I'm in. So then that leaves it pretty, (laughs) pretty open.
1: Yeah. I mean, for waterfalls, sunsets and rainforests, Columbia is a great spot Uh, for waterfalls, especially the South Island in New Zealand is an incredible spot. I mean, Ryan and I did the drive from uh, Wanaka over to Haast area and probably every 30 minutes there's a stop off with just an incredible waterfall with blue 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 waters and you know there's even a place called the blue pools where ryan jumped off the bridge in the water and it's like it's legendary for it's water it's waterfalls and all that and yeah sunsets uh i remember thailand i wasn't too happy with the sunsets i think there'd be plenty of people that disagree with me but i mean if, if those are the three things you're looking for you're gonna find them Wherever you go, because you you've got a good idea how we, f- how to find them. Leaves it
0: pretty open, man. Leaves it, the, the good people, good food. I mean, always that's uh, another key thing in there. But um, I've always wanted to see Angel Falls because it's the world's largest waterfall. So like that's obviously on the bucket list. It isn't that. That's in Africa. That is right? in Africa. Yes, and so that's uh, That's on. That is on the bucket list. Um, I did uh, all through Oregon and California with some buddies, and I went on like a whole waterfall extravaganza just trying to see the biggest best ones and we're talking some of them took like four days to hike to and they were freaking awesome so I mean I can only imagine in a different country when I'm looking at those same waterfalls but yet trying to keep my hat on from some monkey trying to steal it or something like that like that that right there like I've heard stories that blows my mind I'm like I will experience that and that's all part of my grinding this whole season like sure like uh, you could that kind of trip I mean I've heard your Biggest part is your plane ticket. After you get over that plane ticket, stuff isn't like that, isn't that expensive? Especially, I heard yep. in um, where did you say it? Not Bangkok, Thailand. I said yeah, Thailand. Thailand is a really good place to have fun and live on like 20 30 bucks a day, and that's being really living,
1: living quite living it up. Yeah, <laughs> the, yeah, the ticket round trip is seven eight hundred dollars, but once you're there, I, sp- I spent nine hundred dollars in two months and I was whatever I wanted, I was buying. It's like I three things on the menu I like. I know I'm not never going to be here again. I'm buying all three Heck, and trying yeah. a little bit of each. Like that's just, and my dumb ass is, uh, you know, it challenged me. I eat all of it, all three. <laughs> and it's like, oh, I'm that American that they Yolo. all know is going to come in. Yeah, YOLO. <laughs> oh, Dang, YOLO. <laughs> but so, you've also been working this summer. I don't know if you have before, but this summer was uh, kind of the first time that I saw it, but you've been working on your art. You have yes. the jewelry, uh, women's jewelry, and men's accessories made out of um, watch watch parts. Yeah, uh, tell me a little bit about that.
0: Um, that happened this last winter when I was done with my travels. Um, kind of was a hard time helping my mom was going through a divorce and helping her move. And I'm a, if anybody knows me, they know I'm a, a watch freak. I've always been a watch freak. Um, also, when uh, I go hiking, I pick up a lot of trash. It's just around right now, like, hey, where's he getting these two right here? Um, I always bring a bag when I go hiking. Um, one time I found a whole bunch of weird watches, a whole bunch of really old crusted watches. Um, I put them in Coca Cola overnight and started tearing them apart. And it was actually cool. Like they were engraved with people's names. I tried to look up the names, couldn't find them. Uh, anyways, um, so like big on like recycling. And uh, so like I was literally bored out of my mind, kind of not depressed. It was just fun to see my mom go through a divorce. And I was only there to at the end of my trip in the winter to help her move. I had nothing to do. Um, not a video game fan books. I do like books. Um, I've hiked all over Oregon. So those are the hikes that I've always done. So I started tinkering with watches and started putting some stuff together. My mom was bummed and she was like, what are you making? What are you making? Oh, that's, that's beautiful. So I made her a necklace out of these old watch faces and gears. She went to church and, uh, she came back with about five people's numbers that wanted that same necklace. I was like, well, I can't make that same necklace. And then she's like, well, how much are you going to charge for them? And I'm like, I don't know. I literally just made this for you. I have <laughs> no idea. Um, so then it just started, actually, like from my mom. Actually, um, people from a church was like, "Hey, I have a um, – my aunt died, and I have a few watches from hers that are broken, but I'd like to still cherish and wear those. Made some bracelets and some necklaces and them, and they were like, just to see them, like to be like, this is my aunt, and I care about her. I'm holding her jewelry that's broken. How could you like? make it into something and it was a lot of trial and error because these are people's cherished stuff and like i was new at this and people were like do you weld do you solder do you do this and it was a lot of a lot of a lot of playing a lot of playing and it just literally blew up from there came the name redeeming time because i like to reuse stuff like um people know me and see my house like if i find something that's trash like you can reuse so much stuff especially alaska doesn't recycle um so it literally just blew up from there and i just when i was in my downtime and had a lot on my head, I would just tinker with these, these bracelets, these, uh, these earrings, these necklaces. Um, And then a um, a really good friend of mine, Jen, took me to um, Laguna de Cal and we did a, um, she's like, bring up your jewelry and we'll go get a, uh, what do you call those? Like a swap meet, a swap meet spot. And this is in Laguna, like bougie bougie. I was like, Basically, my stuff that I spent my hard time on putting it out there on a table is something totally different, man. Yep. <laughs> I was literally like, nobody's going to buy my crap. <laughs> <Went> four <laughs> hours, people walk by, didn't say anything. Four hours, nobody said a thing. Last two hours that swapped me, I had a crowd around that whole thing. Like, how did you make make this? Where do you get your parts? Where do you do this? I'm like, I tear apart broken stuff when i'm bored (laughs) and it it just literally it's so uncomfortable i'm still uncomfortable blueberry fest this season without the you guys and seasonals backing me being like dude that's super cool i'm still like when i give somebody something and i'm like no just tell me how much you would pay for it they're like no you need to tell me a price yeah i don't know my worth and people like you need to you need to work on that because uh having at the seasonals uh venue and everything like that was awesome and that was actually my biggest um seller was at that um that uh event and it was i think again like i said i'm super uncomfortable with it um it's like putting your heart into something and then putting out there for everybody to see it's it's scary um well for me it is anyways um so that just randomly started and that's a. Another thing about hanging out this winter is I'm going to work on that. Um, I got a couple of boutiques in Oregon that want some stuff from me. Um, uh, there's another wine bar that wants some things as well. And it's actually, it's super, it's a big pat on the back because I literally started out as just being a stress release and giving a gift to my mom to like, hey, like I just sent some stuff off to a girl in California. Like it's it's super cool. It's like, a, it's a big pat on the back. And like I said, still uncomfortable and feeling it out. But um, good thing about here is whenever you're in an artistic community here of any kind like man people are people are right out there with you and they're helping you out like anything you need you need i had people after the blueberry festival dropping off watch parts at me at the bar that i didn't even know who they were they just
1: saw my (laughs) car it was awesome absolutely awesome yeah this community supports artists and everyone like no other it's It's interesting to hear you say that you aren't sure of the worth of something you created because you feel so strongly about how much time or how much your time is worth and how much you are worth. And because I, I know that when you get into a tough situation at work, you know very quickly whether to stay or whether to cut ties Mm -hmm. and, Tell me a little bit about some situations you've had where you get into because now you're in a great situation, like you said, and but when you haven't been, tell me about those situations, how you knew, and how you got out of it. Talking about like
0: with guests
1: at the restaurant type of stuff? No, or like, like jobs. Oh, Like, like jobs. walking into a restaurant that's just a mess oh, and man. you know you can't stay.
0: Um, again, I'm going back to everybody's different. Um, I try to keep a smile on all day, leave your crap, leave, leave whatever is at the door. Um, but you do, you get those jobs where people do come in every day and they're, they're pissed off. They're not happy. The best part is like, try to not let that get to you. But the keyword is try, like it will get to you. Um, if that person's going to set it for everybody else. And I've had jobs, um, where, I mean, everywhere has drugs, everybody has alcoholism, but the thing is, is like, I, like I just said, you leave that at the door and you do get those places where they can't leave that at the door. Um, and, uh, it's like, I, I, I felt very bad cause there's been uh, management and stuff that I've loved. It's just the employees I don't love. And I had to literally like remove yourself and that's for your own heart. That's for your own head. If you're going to come in every day and you're, I had my day, right? I blast my reggae music all morning long. I blast my happy music. I come to work and there's those two selected people that are just pissing off people all day long. And like, you, you have to remove that for yourself just to have, like, a better, like, it, it's going to mess with your head over time. And it happened this year. I mean, it happens. It's the restaurant business. Restaurant business is, it's, uh, <laughs> it has its ups and it has its downs. It can yeah. be very cancerous. <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. But you get that select really happy people that you, that you can not, for lack of a better word, you gang up on those people that are going to be those Debbie Downers. Um, and uh, next year will be a little bit different because I, d- I did overwhelm myself and there's only so much happiness that you can spread out to people before it starts to irk you. And um, at those jobs, I noticed, I noticed myself uh, talking back to people. Um, if a guest is super rude to me, I can win a world. I can kill them with kindness any day. This year, that was kind of a struggle with me. Some people would say something so outlandish that I had nothing to do with yelling at me for it. And I'm like... Excuse me, one more time? Like <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to help you and I see your food before you do. Just kidding. But um y- you you do. You have to remove yourself from those bad things, or it's just gonna like you take it out on the people that you love. Um, I could have a bad day at work and then like the girl, you come home, and be like, Well, I don't wanna talk right now, I'm pissed off, blah, blah. blah. Well, she didn't do nothing to deserve that. So like you, when you notice that kind of stuff, and it has. Catch um, can is the first place that I ever have walked out on a job in my life. Um, I'm very, um, uh, I like work ethic is very high, in my family always have. And I've never done it was absolutely the top thing where I was like, hey, can this please change? Can we please have this person not you here? That's not on drugs anymore. Blah blah blah. And, like you literally just in the long run remove yourself, or it's, gonna, it's just going to be bad for you. Of course, it sucked. I love those managers, and I still talk to them this day. And uh, but like. That, that That is tough. I mean, there's always toxicity in every re- in every job, not restaurant, just every job. But, um, again, I can't stop reading. if it's it starts hurting your head and hurting your lifestyle. Man, bail. It ain't worth it. There's tons more jobs. There's a lot better things to here Like, Ketchikan's full of opportunities. And I I'll tell all my friends that I have four friends coming up next year. And it's taken me three years to talk them into coming up here. And I'm like, man, like, well, we don't want a bartend cool, you can do this, you can do this, you can do this. If you don't like it, cool You can thing be on is. the water every day. <laughs> you can do something else. There's something to do. Like, you could be a server all your life. And, like, uh, my buddy Mark, um, he was a server with me my first uh, couple years. This year he flies out on float planes to an island and shows people bears. Like, awesome, absolutely awesome, awesome. So, I mean, he saw that he was didn't like the restaurant industry and it was getting to irk him, so there he goes. Boom, he changed it. It's not that hard. Of course, it's that little jump and you might feel bad. Some people I have a little bit more empathy than I should on those type of situations, but
1: <laughs> And he's killing it now. Yo,
0: he's oh, he's doing great. He's doing great. I think he just headed to he just left town actually. Lucky Well, vacation.
1: Let's get into, let's deep dive into some of these details. When you say you keep track of all your expenses and everything, all the money that you make, what, is that an Excel spreadsheet? What does that look like?
0: I'm old school, man. It's literally a little pamphlet that I've carried with me in all my travels from Hawaii to uh, what I bartended in California for a little bit. All those, it literally is just, um, date start or what time I started, um, at what time it ended, um, how much I get an hour, um, how busy i thought it was and my tips and my tip outs um and then i'll calculate all those up and you've seen me in silent with a bunch of paper in front of me with the calculator before um and i'm just saying like of course like i don't i'm not on track on track it just helps you to realize like hey like it helps with frivolous spending like i'm bougie i like my watches i like my shoes i like my stuff but at the same time you're like do i want instead of want or is that a need yeah so it comes down to that kind of stuff, but it's literally just a little handbook that I've kept on me and it's a pretty thick leather bound one. And, uh, um, I keep track of it. And, uh, that's why I, I had some of my friends sign a non-disclosure cause I was like, Hey, here's the money you can make. I'm not saying you can you, you will make this money, but, uh, this is what you can make. If you can handle your tables, get a guest connection, that's what you're making. But, um, and then as for food and stuff like that, um, I try to do everything not with cash. Cash isn't king anymore. So I do it with debit and credit cards because it's easier to look back at the end of the month at those expenses and you look yeah, like, oh she like I go out on Friday and Saturday. It's like, dang, that's that was a hundred bucks. Ah, oh, dang, that was two hundred bucks. But the thing is that's oh, only yeah. two days a week. Yeah. So you, you do your bougie for list spending, make sure you do meal prep all week long. And then Friday, Saturday, I'm gonna eat a good meal. I'm gonna go out with my friends and I'm not gonna I'm just gonna I'm just going to keep buying drinks. So what? Because you get, work hard, play hard here, man. I mean, we all work super, super, super hard. And that's one cool thing about adult summer camp is well, at the end of the day when we can all relax and talk about our day, Like it's, that's that's awesome.
1: When those boats ship out, oh, yes. <laughs> it's time to party. <laughs> oh, yes. Well, Craig, it's been great to have you on here. Thank you. And thank you for having it's me. it's exactly what I hoped it would be. I learned a lot. And your morning routine, I think I'm going to try to uh, – mimic this winter. Cause I I've always needed a morning routine. And I just, I, I'm the kid that when I was little, my parents would, w- you know, yell at me to get up, yell at me to get up. Finally, they'd come in the room and be like, you have to get up, you have to get <laughs> ready for it. And so I'd go into the bathroom, I'd turn the shower on and I'd fall asleep on the ground in front of the shower. Oh
0: my goodness.
1: And it's, you know, it's <laughs> some, of, I've gotten much I won't say much better. I've gotten better, but it's that morning part of my day is just like, why can't I just get up whenever I want and then stay up as late as I need to to work? And, but I, you know, to get in line with other people and also, you know, I've realized that I I sort of, I should sort of get into, and at least early day routine and so a lot of what you said is is what i'm trying to do and so thank you for that hey
0: you're welcome a hey, loud bluetooth speaker in the shower man i will kick you up any minute man just yeah don't listen to no jack johnson or nothing I gotta kick it up man <laughs> some, yep. some loud just happy rick ross music. hustling there you go there you go <laughs> there
1: you go all right bud well uh good luck this winter and i'm looking forward to seeing and hearing about what you do, where you go. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Yeah. That's it. That's the episode. The seasonals are Kelly Mogg, Ryan Dininger, me, Joey Ravinsky, the theme song by Ryan Deininger, Joe Williams, Louis Leva, Chappie, Thomas Hamilton. Follow us on Instagram at the seasonals underscore. Like us on Facebook. Listen to our next episode. That's it. We're out.